Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, this summer edition of Winchester Radio. Tonight we have a very special guest, and we're very excited to welcome Jen Padalecki to our show uh, in case there's one one person left in the world who doesn't know, Jen played Ruby 2.0 on Supernatural, <laughs> and we're <laughs> and we're very excited to be talking to her tonight. And uh, we're just going to have fun and ask some questions. And since we do have a guest, we will not be taking call-ins. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think, um, Becky, you're going to tweet out when we're ready maybe to get some more Twitter questions if we if we need to. Yep, I already did. I just tweeted and oh, told great. everybody, give it, got a question for Jen, send it to us, and we'll try to ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some. And, uh, Jen, you want to say hi? Yeah. And we can start saying questions. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm a little rusty, so <laughs> please forgive me. <laughs> no problem. Like I said, you know, we're we're pretty casual. We're just going to ask questions and talk and possibly have a tangent or two. Um, Perfect. Um, I love tangents. <laughs> well, we're, 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 queen, we're, we're the queens of tangents. So, I mean, if you, listen, oh, good. You know, if you ever listened to any of our normal okay. podcasts, we tend to go off the... Off the rails for a few times. So. <laughs> yes. Perfect. It's right it's, up my alley. Great. Is this your first podcast? Okay. Or are we? Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, awesome. Great. I know. Uh, Thank okay. you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, well, Becky, you want to start? Sure. Uh, first natural question would be, can you tell us about how you got the role of Ruby? Yes, but do you want... Yes. Okay, here here's the breakdown. Here's the here's the lowdown on this one. Yeah, so um I had just finished Wildfire, um, which is a completely different genre and style of show. Um and I had just finished that and you know, I didn't get a lot of time to watch any T V so I actually wasn't that familiar with Supernatural. I I knew of it and I knew they like I knew kinda who the characters were but I I really didn't know a lot about the show and normally in auditions you get the audition the evening before and there's absolutely no time to do any homework on the actual show so um, typical fashion I got the audition the evening before and um, I went in the next day and my girlfriend Nicole Tibiola was there who I knew from Wildfire and so it's kind of fun seeing her and I think she went in first and then I went in after her and um I'll start off by saying I was reading for a character named Christy who I I was like, okay, she was this waitress, but then like there was this shapeshifter aspect to it and I was really confused. So I go in the room and um, it was a producer session. So I believe it was Kripke was in there, um, the casting directors, and I don't know if Kim Manners was in there or not, but there's, I don't know, a couple of people and it's kind of a blur in my mind to be honest, but I go in, and um, my sister was waiting in the car at Warner Brothers' lot, so I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to get in and get out. I, I got My sister's waiting on me. I got to go. Um, and I'm like, so, okay, Christy, what is it? Like, I'm confused. What's a shape? What, what, like, why is she an alternate? 
why is she changing? I'm so confused. And they're like, well, she's a shapeshifter. And I was like, okay. So I read it and I did my spin on it. And then um, I got, you know, I said, thank you. Or actually they go, so um, Phil, you know, Phil Sagrisha, huh? You know, uh, he just, he really loves you. And I was like, what? What are you talking Yeah, Phil's great. And I was like, I don't know who, what they're talking about. And little did I realize Phil Sagrisha who is obviously the wonderful and amazing Phil, did um, the pilot of Wildfire, and he did the editing on it. But you don't get to know the editors because they're the people behind the scenes. So I didn't really actually know him that well. But here he was, like, totally in my corner, like, you know, letting everyone know that, gosh, you got to hire this girl. And here I'm like, who's Phil? So, um, so I, I, uh, I obviously didn't do all of my homework going into that audition. And I felt like I totally flubbed it. And I get back in the car, and my sister's, like, waiting on me, and I drive away. And I get a call, like, 30 minutes later, and they said that they loved me and, and basically wanted me for the for the job. And I was like, That's, wow, it's great, you know, really cool. And um, totally unexpected because I thought I bombed it. And then um, that's pretty much how I got hired. And then uh, I I think, like, a week or two later, I flew up to Vancouver, and um, I get my fitting. I'm, I'm, you know, do all my hair and makeup and fitting stuff and pick out an outfit. Well, as I'm like getting in the car to like go to the hotel room, I'm told that I'm replacing somebody else on the show and I need to watch the videos that she did from the previous season and <laughs> try to do it like she did it. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, what are you who what are you talking about and I was like so confused and so I had all of a sudden all these videos of Katie and I started getting a huge panic attack because we are like polar opposites and um I was like oh man and so I started trying it like she did it and trying to like rework it but ultimately I just sort of threw that away and was like, I'm so sorry you hired me to like do it the way I can do it and off my audition. And I just don't see like, if you want to play it like that way, then, you know, maybe I'm not the right person for that job um, because it's just so different than I think the take that I want direction and stuff I wanted to go. And so um, that's kind of, I don't know, a tangent that I just went off on. Um, so, yeah. No, uh, it's great. No. It's yeah, really great. different. And I think I, I had major panic attacks for a little bit there because I was I felt like I was on this tightrope where I was like, I'm supposed to do it like Katie, but it doesn't feel authentic to me and how I think Ruby would do it. I thought it was more interesting if – because, you know, like – I just thought it'd be more interesting if the take were to be like, you didn't know where she was coming from and why is she being nice? And she, I felt like she had, you know, she really believes in what she's saying. And like, it's, it's not like she, she's more of like an internal badass and she's not putting all of her cards out there. And I, I sort of wanted to take it in a different direction, I guess. Um, and, and Katie did a great, I mean, like she did a great job and kudos to her. Cause I definitely wouldn't be able to do and pull it off the way she did it because she did a great job. I just, it was very different than, you know, my take, but anyway, it's kind of a long story. That's okay. 
So yeah, That's great story. So what else? What else is going on? <laughs> uh, when did you find out? You know, did you know? Well, you know, first you thought you were going to be playing a shapeshifter, then you're going to be playing Ruby. Did you know when you found out that you were playing Ruby that she was going to be? evil the whole time or did you think for a while that she might actually be trying to help no you know honestly I signed on I think only for like four episodes or something I don't think I signed on for a lot of episodes from my memory and um I believe that they were going to kill her off and I think when we started taking it in a different direction I think it became interesting then to sort of play it like she had all these good intentions which I believe in her heart she did I really don't think I think you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions you know I mean I think you know everyone thinks that they're doing things for their greater good whether they're bad or you know however thou mm-hmm. commit then um, a lot of the a lot of her arc and stuff was not necessarily known to me so I would find out little bits here and there, and it was certainly um, full of anxiety for me. I mean, you know, it's just I didn't I didn't get to know that much. And so I would actually go in and work with Eric a bunch. Anytime I would go to Los Angeles and I would just say, like, can I please come in and read this with you and help me, like, you know, to sort of shift this and mold this in a way and create the right arc and that sort of thing. And so he was really gracious and helping me and giving me what little feedback he could and where she was going and stuff. So, um, but I didn't know a whole lot and maybe they didn't, they were surprised that she went on longer than they expected to. Hmm. Well, that's a good thing. That's, oh. a, that's a compliment. I think, you know, it's like yeah, she started out right. to be a yeah, solid role and then, Hey, this is going great. We're not stopping yet. So yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely. Thank you. And it's like Ruby, like every every villain thinks, sorry, sorry. I was no. going to say the same thing. Every villain is the hero of their own story. Which is yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's kind totally of related true. to that, actually. Great line. Yeah, kind of related mm-hmm. to that. We have, like, over the course of the show, there's so many characters that start off either – antagonists or ambiguous, like Crowley, Cass, Rowena. Uh, so, but your character never got any sort of redemption. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel, like, do you like that she's left like that, or would you have liked the form of redemption? Um, I mean, I think, though, she, she certainly pulled the wool over them a bunch of times. So, I feel like she kind of got what was coming to her, and I like that <laughs> she got, like, I like that it bit her in the ass. Um, so I, I'm pretty happy with it. I only wish that I had, like, milked it a little bit more because I think that would have been a little bit more fun But um, at the end, but, like, with the death stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I think it was deserved. So I don't know. <laughs> I like that answer, actually. <laughs> That's refreshing. <laughs> that's that's really refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Was that <laughs> <one>? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
she got what was coming, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually thought she was just, just reveling in how she'd led Sam along all the whole time in, in her right. Ruby's final episode. She'd just led him along the whole time, basically. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That seems like a lot of fun. Uh-huh. A lot of fun to play a, like a, like a like a bad guy. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was it was cool and cool finding that space. So, mm-hmm. had you played mm-hmm. villains before? You I know you were in Wildfire before, which of course you know wasn't a bad guy. But was Ruby your first villain? Yeah, that was my first. And my honestly, I'm I'm sure I did something like in theater, like at theater school or something, but. Yeah, I mean that was my first villain for sure. I played um a tomboy on Wildfire and um like a ditz in a mo- like I haven't I never I hadn't played a villain before. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. I was a little nervous. Looking um looking back at your season, season four, what was your favorite episode to, you know, either watching it or filming it? Um, I actually really love an episode that I wasn't even in. I love the one, the black and white one. That's probably one of my favorites. I thought that was really fun. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. That's wasn't that in season four? I, uh, I believe yep. it was, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the... I think it was. Uh, I thought that was a really good one. I also really loved the finale because it was just fun. And, I mean, I have such good memories. I, like, I worked really hard on it. Jared and I, you know, like, we rehearsed a lot. I, I have just really good memories of that particular time. Um, and it's it's fun to watch. Like, I remember, you know, all the components going into it and stuff. So I think that's probably one of my favorites. Um, there's another one that was that I like watching only because I remember how stupid <laughs> I felt, which was there's one where I don't know if it was like the I feel like it was like episode four maybe of season four, um, where I, I think I'm in the car and I'm in the driver's seat and like Jerry gets in and I'm supposed to like drive away, but I kept stalling it and so. They had to get another driver to come. Like they filmed me, and then had to get a driver to drive it away because I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I, there's one of them, and I'm always like, "Oh God." Um, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think it's funny that one day you're gonna have to explain, like, to your boys, like, "Yes, Jensen, Uncle Jensen is stabbing mommy." <laughs> well, <laughs> I know. It's okay. I know. And We're all fine, though. You know, I have to be so careful with that, too, because there's a time, like, when Jared, you know, Jared just left today. He went to Pittsburgh, and then from Pittsburgh, he flies to Vancouver. So today was, like, the last day of our hiatus and stuff. And, you know, during the season, every once in a while, I'll let, you know, I'll turn on, like, a YouTube video and, you know, something that's, like, super clean and of Jared getting interviewed or something just so that, like, you know, I don't know, Tom can see it, and he's excited. It's something new or whatever. So I did that, like, a year ago, and I was helping Shep with something. I wasn't paying attention at the time. Like, Tom didn't really know how to, like, scroll scroll through the phone. And so all of a sudden he had this, like, really weird sound come out of his mouth, and I looked up, and I realized he had scrolled through YouTube and, like, had seen 
I think Jensen slit his wrist or I don't know, do stab or something. And he's like, mom, what happened to uncle Jensen and or daddy? Or, and it was horrible. Aww. I know. Cause you can't really explain that to a little kid. And, and that's certainly not something I, I want them watching anytime soon. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a little tough, but, but, um, but it's, but it's, but it's they're, I mean, they roll with it and we try to, you know, like we like we're very proud of the fact that Jared's on, you know, that his parents, their parents have been on TV and stuff, you know, like that's our profession. If we were attorneys or something, we'd talk about that. So it's not like we pretend it doesn't exist. So, you know, well, if Jared's on TV or there's something on TV that one of us has done or whatever, we'll show a little piece of it because that's part of who we are, you know, what we've done and how we earn our income and that sort of thing. And it's, it's important and Tom like just rolls his eyes now, even though he's four years old. And today we were swimming in the pool, and Tom, or it was, I think it was Shep, is doing this thing now. It's kind of like you know, like Sam, when he was like had the demon blood, and he would put his fist, his hand like a high five up in the air, and would just like yeah, push people yeah. away with his powers. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shepard now does that to Jared without like the show or anything like that. And he goes. Psh! And so Jared will like fly back into the pool and like fall in the pool, and we're like we were laughing today because Jared's like, if you only knew, kid, like I do that for a living. And Tom's like, yeah, yeah, Dad, watch this. Literally, I do that for a living. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like the best thing ever. (laughs) So I know it's so funny. They're like, yeah, okay, Dad, whatever. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> oh no. Like, yeah, that's yeah. good. They're just kinda of rolling along with it. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're fun. Oh my goodness. So what else you guys got? Susan, you haven't mm-hmm. asked a question yet? Uh, okay. Um, it's, uh, uh, one of my questions was actually about the Always Keep Fighting campaign. It's yeah. been, that Darren started, it's just such a, been, been such a, a wonderful, overwhelming success, I think on many fronts for many, many people. And I, I just, I just wondered like what it means to you and, and yeah. what you think about I this mean, incredible thing. I know it really is. It's really, you know, taken wings and just flown off, and it's it's really special to be able to have a dialogue with people about something that I feel like it's so um, you feel so ashamed about. And I'm I'm really proud of Jared for speaking up. It was a really difficult time, um, you know, in both of our lives. He had just lost a really close friend, and he was just having a really rough go by himself, and. Um, so for us, like, it was a really dark time and he came out on top and was able to talk about it with people and really give himself a platform and not feel ashamed to talk about it. And I, I think from that, like, we've discovered, wow, there are so many people out there who feel the same way. And, and it's not, it's, there's so many other things and not necessarily illnesses but you know just like I don't know ailments I guess that other that people have and it's talked about and discussed and you know you 
throw money at these different causes or, you know, benefits or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't, I, I just feel like not a lot is discussed about depression. And it's one of those confusing things that you don't even necessarily know sometimes what's going on. You just sort of are like hit with just like punch to the stomach where you just feel really winded and you can't even, it's indescribable. And it's just amazing how common it is. And it's something that I've struggled with in my life. Um, it's certainly not something that hasn't hit me. And I've, I've been in therapy since a young age as a kid um, to sort of learn how to adequately, I guess, talk about my feelings and acknowledge like, you know, what's going on and, um, not that necess- that is how you cure it. It's just one way to sort of like delve in, you know, because it's sometimes just a, a chemical imbalance. Um, but it's it's certainly powerful to me and meaningful, and it's so great that it allows a, a dialogue. And in addition, mm-hmm. it's also allowed a lot of charities to benefit from it too, which I feel like is really great as well. You know, I mean, from this last one, you know, with the Orlando, um, to, you know, um, the, I know that we're helping put in some money towards, um, I think a hot, a relief hotline, um, which is, I think a collaboration with Misha and stuff and Jensen. Um, and you know, I just, so many, so much positivity has come out of something that's from such a dark place. And it feels weird in a way to sort of be a part of that because it feels like, well, we're all like, I've been in as shitty of a place, you know, like it's it's weird to sort of be partly responsible, I guess, because it feels like, wow, I'm, I've been in the trenches and I know what it's like to feel horrible and dark and I certainly can relate to it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's a long-winded answer, but it is a very important cause, and I feel really lucky and blessed to be part of it. And I, it is just special, and I do hope that it allows people to understand that they are not alone. That people from all walks of life, from all economics, social backgrounds, go through something like this, you know. And it's, I think, hopefully, it's encouraging to know that they literally are not alone, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't know. I wish I had this same way as my husband to like, you know, put it into words and stuff. Um, I don't know, but I mean, you know, that's even something that's kind of funny for me is that I am really, I'm actually a socially awkward person. Like I'm very awkward. I like talk funny sometimes. I say the wrong thing at the wrong time. And that's something that I feel like I've been hard on myself for and learning to like love myself throughout this process you know, and, and talking Mm -hmm. to other people and learning from other people. It's just, I don't know. I I feel Mm -hmm. it's just been a powerful experience. Yeah. It it has for so many. I mean, I, it has for me and I don't, I don't want to, you know, speak for anybody else, but it has for me and definitely the, the, um, love yourself first. I am enough. Mm -hmm. Those, those, those progressions really, really mean a lot because we're always, I yeah. think, a lot harder on ourselves than other people are on you sometimes. And, yeah. and just remembering, like, For it's sure. okay. We all make mistakes and, let's, you know, 
it's like you're saying it's like I just it's just not as it's not as worrisome as you think you're doing. You're like you're doing probably doing just fine. You know, you're you're different. I know you are. I'm, I'm sounding a little. I'm babbling a little bit, but um, no, but it's true. Yeah, but, you're, I mean, you're totally being yeah, great. totally clear with it. I mean, it's so true because you feel. I mean, I feel like you're. You know, in my head, sometimes you're like, "Gosh, why would I do that? I'm such an idiot." The reality is, no one even knows. No one knows mm-hmm. that anything was wrong or anything was like everything looks perfect or everything looks great, but inside you're like, why did mm-hmm. I screw that up? And it's my fault. I can't believe I did that. Like, what a jerk. And you know, and the reality well, is, it's like not so, even that big of a deal. Your own and no one, no one pays attention because everyone else yeah. is stuck in their head in the same thoughts of why didn't they say something yeah. different? Why didn't they do something different? Yeah. You know, and you're sitting there thinking about something that happened ten years ago that. Nobody cares right. anymore, but you still care. Right, exactly. And it's just letting it go mm-hmm. of like, you know what? This world is so amazing. I mean, there are just so many things that are so cool. And I just try every day to just be so grateful and happy. Like even even if it's a shit day or whatever, I try and wake up mm-hmm. and just say like, this is awesome. And, you know, I no matter if how no matter how mad I am, like the kids are doing whatever, I always make sure to say, I'm so happy I'm your mom. I'm so happy you're my son and so happy I'm your wife. Even though I might be pissed. Whatever it is, I feel like for me like just reminding yourself of the good and the positive and I think like the more you mm-hmm. say it and the more the more you like it will allow it to sink in, I think. I don't know. But that's that's a really good um, really good advice. I really like that because yeah, I mean sometimes mm-hmm. you know work and what you know you get so mad at work or you get so mad at your friends or family members or whatever and you but you would you know you'd much rather have the work and the friends and the family members. You just gotta remind yourself that you're happy to have them, you know. But in the moment, yeah. you're a little upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, for mm-hmm. you also kind of have to remind yourself that if you're not happy, it's not necessarily your fault. And it's yeah, not exactly. like there's nothing mm-hmm. you just have to figure out a way to, whether it's therapy, medication, meditation, whatever your avenue is, you have to find right. that avenue or multiple or mm-hmm. multiple avenues. But you have yeah. to go, so, this isn't something I can control. It's not in my control, mm-hmm. whether it's chemical or it's environmental, it's not your control always. And you have to mm-hmm. accept that. That's a hard thing. It's yeah. not accepting that. Yeah, exactly. and that you're not responsible. Sometimes you're just not responsible for somebody else, but they got to figure their way out and you do the best you can and try and take care of yourself. And like you said, choose to be happy, choose to be grateful when you can. doesn't mean you can't get mad, you know, or be upset about something, but, but yeah. It's not always easy. I have generalized anxiety disorder. and People are like, well, what makes you anxious? I'm like, I don't know. Like, they're like, but you go and do this, you go and do that. I'm like, yeah, I can do that, but I might have a meltdown over tying my shoes. So let's just. Let's oh, girl, just listen, I, I totally understand that. I, mm-hmm. I would have panic attacks before auditions every once in a while, or like mm-hmm. a panic attack because like just something just didn't go my way, and it would be like, why? Like it's just, like it's just hard. It's debilitating. It's debilitating. It's, debilitating. it's a complete it's meltdown, and then you come out of yes. the meltdown, you idiot. You feel like such an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, it's, right. but it's good. It's there's something obviously else, something else going on that 
you just have like you just have to acknowledge all of your feelings you know you just have to like because I think often we just stuff them way down and and don't mm-hmm. talk about how we're really feeling and I think a lot of that builds up and then it becomes this like mountain out of this molehill that you know it represents something else but it just explodes and it doesn't need to you know but yeah I totally understand the anxiety I mean gosh I could write a book mm-hmm. on that <laughs> I totally get it <laughs> it's a horrible Seriously. feeling it's terrible I mean I get it, it is. a lot like, like do if I, I get stay? on do stage I go? oh god it's hor- like I get it Sometimes, like, even on stage, I'm like, I'm so effing awkward. I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. People are staring at me. I'm sweating. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Like, you get me off here. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you just got to, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have the right advice, but it's just, like, you got to tell yourself, like, it's cool. It's okay. I'm not going to be afraid. And I actually read this um I was reading this article the other day on, on natural birth, funny enough, and this woman was talking about her experiences on natural birth, and she said, either you make your choices out of fear or out of love. And I just thought that was really interesting. So if you just choose to do it out of love and, and not look back and just don't be afraid and don't feel stupid or silly about it, and just everything is like a learning experience, you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's, yeah. that's some really good advice. Yeah, I just thought it was a cool, it was a cool, um, cool article. Sorry, I'm looking out Jared's window in his office right now, and it's. I think we have ants because there are like thousands of ants crawling on his window right now. So, uh, <laughs> don't tell him. Oh, I hope they're on the outside. <laughs> yeah, no, they're on the inside. So I don't know what's going on, but Uh-oh. oh, dear. that happens every time it rains. They'll come in. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, but it hasn't rained in the. Rain I don't know. Uh oh. But then I are they, they, are they in, in my kitchen. I found ants in the they kitchen like this week, stuff. so not the only one. Yeah. What if, but what if they have wings on them? What does that mean? Termites? Wings run. Termites don't hang out with no. ants. No, they're yeah, just wings. They're like winged ants. We get those here. And oh. They like they like oh. wood and things. So you might have to, yeah, they like wood and to that. And they're not termites, though, but they're, but they're like flying ants. And, yeah, they can swarm. Oh, I'm, I'm allergic to around, disgusting. So that is so gross. Yeah, it is. My mom oh. buys the stuff, and I don't. Texas, Florida. Know what it's really called because the packaging is all in Japanese. So she called it the <laughs> sam- she called it the samurai. Start off in the- <laughs> I'm so right. scared Ooh, already. She, if you can't read it, she called it. So she called it the samurai talk of death. And <laughs> she'll put it there to get ads. She'll make like she. It's so funny because she'll make like almost like a sigil with it. She'll like write words with it, but it forms this thing where the ants just die in a line right on the wrong side of it and it's just crazy. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> oh, go, send that my way. It just works. <laughs> it just works. I need that. Yeah. It's Uh-oh. weird because since I live in El Paso, they sell it at like this little Mexican store, but it's in Japanese. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I might need some of that because we're in trouble. Yeah, I will ship <laughs> you some right up stock. Yeah, I read too. somewhere that this stock by itself will make a barrier, but this does have something the in it. But the I read somewhere that, like, if you just do chalk, it'll make a barrier. Like, they can't cross a chalk line. Yeah, but they're on the wind, like, on the glass, on the window. Oh, then, yeah, no. Mm-mm. I've never yeah, seen anything like that. I don't know what to do. 
On a um, different I, subject. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I know how much you, fun ants are. We have a very you, Jen, varied podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go okay. off on tangents. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> Can uh, anybody tweet like, us um, a solution for Jen's ant problem? <laughs> that would be yeah, gross. There you go. Jen has an ant problem. <laughs> we need its solution. <laughs> and quick. <laughs> And quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, not an ant question, but uh, what was it like <laughs> when you came back for French Mistake and you were playing yourself and not Ruby? That was really fun. It was awesome. Um, it was much more low-key. Um, I didn't feel as much pressure. And plus, like, I was totally – we were making fun of our – excuse me, I'm burping. Um, we were making fun of ourselves and just having a laugh. And it was just, I mean, it was hilarious. It was, I felt really excited to, to be able to come back and do that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we obviously don't, I don't dress like that ever. I think I'm in, I'm in my sweatpants. I'm <laughs> like a t-shirt I got for free, you know, <laughs> like we're, I'm pretty lazy, I guess. Um, and uh, do you have a llama? Yeah, we don't, do you have a llama? <laughs> no, but I would get my I was, I, I mean, I did have Tom out tonight cleaning the chicken coop. So I certainly, chicken. like, I have, I want to have a farm, but I don't think I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> I would I if I could. You have one. I'm already threatening goats. Like, I really want to get the myotonic. I think they're myotonic, the fainting goats. I want to get them so badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the fainting goats. I love those. They're so cute. I know. They break they apart, just, but they're, but they're, they're so like cute. They're like the stupidest things ever. Like, <laughs> I, I love it. All you have to do is kind of run at them and they faint. I mean, I have, like, the worst sense of humor. So, for me, that would just provide hours and hours upon hours of entertainment. So. Well, can you imagine how much fun the boys would have with them, too? Like, <laughs> just <run through> <laughs> It would be perfect. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely I w- get a llama if I could, but I don't think I'm allowed to. you got to tell <laughs> us about the chickens. Uh, a lot of people have been tweeting us, asking us to ask you about the chickens, if the boys have named them yet. And so can you tell us yeah. a bit more about the chickens? Yeah, um, we have eight so far. So I've always wanted chickens and stuff, and um, I we're 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 in the middle of doing a little construction on our house, and we're building a chicken coop. And I started doing some research on where to get the chickens and that sort of thing. Um, and one day Tom was in school, and um, Shep was. Shep goes to this little um, preschool thing three days a week, and it was like a Thursday, and he wasn't in the preschool, but Tom was. So I was like, Shep, let's go take a field trip to Cameron, Texas. And we went to this place called Ideal Chicken or Ideal Poultry. And I wasn't intending on necessarily buying any chickens. I just I wanted to see a different part of Texas, and I wanted to get a feel for, like, chickens and that sort of thing and ask them questions about, like, do you get them, you know, as eggs? Do you buy them bigger? Do you, how does it work? And so I go out to Cameron, Texas, and I met the nicest girls there. They were so cool, and they gave me all kinds of information and really hooked me up with some beautiful chickens. And so we have Americunias and Brahmas and Silkies, um, Cochin, 
a gold-breasted something. Um, and we have all kinds of, like, really cool chickens. And now they're only four weeks old, so I'll take a picture and uh, I'll tweet a picture out later today or tomorrow. But um, they're they're pretty gross, but they're pretty cute. And <laughs> they poop a lot. <laughs> and they live now. We have two rabbits, so they live with our rabbits in the chicken coop now. Um, and so I had Tom earlier earlier before the podcast, I had him do his chores and he had to hose down the chicken coop and um, get rid of all the poop, which he loved. So um, his, their favorite one, we've only named two so far because like the rest of them are like blacky because one's black or goldy because one's gold and one is white and she became Princess Anna because JJ named her Princess Anna. So like those are like the silly names, but those aren't like names that have stuck. We only have two that have actual names and one is Cleo and Cleo I think is the Americunia and it's because she looks like Cleopatra she's got like looks like she has eyeliner and then one looks like she has bell bottoms and we named her Rocky but I'm trying really hard to rename her to Stevie because Stevie Nicks would be more fitting because she looks very like 70s and feathers and very cool but I don't know they're not really sticking to it so I'm trying to like keep telling the kids like it's stevie it's not rocky um and then we have two bunnies bella and jackson yeah oh is that from chicken run rocky from chicken run i love that movie (laughs) oh really (laughs) i didn't even know that that's so funny yeah mel gibson was the voice of rocky and chicken run some random information (laughs) it's a great movie that's so cute oh cool well i'll definitely then i'll i'll get the kids to watch it yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's got enough for grown-ups uh-huh. too. Like if you're watching it, yeah, yeah, it's like you probably do. it's um, it's the same like what is it? Claymation, kind of like Wallace and Gromit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those. That's yeah. Fun. I know all kinds yeah. of a whole new genre of movies has opened up now for us. It's like all kids movies. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything animated. Yep. My nephew, I think, is the same age as um, Tom. He's no, he's probably more chef's age. He's almost five, so he's in between them. Yeah, that's. And I, we went up to okay, we went up to visit a couple months ago, and we he would not let us do anything until we sat down and watched um, Hotel Transylvania two with him. So we had to <laughs> sit there and watch, and and so me and my brother started talking, but apparently we, we were talking too loud. So Evan just kept going over and turning up the TV louder and louder and louder, <laughs> and it was it was adorable because he's like, I'm trying to so watch funny. the movie. <laughs> I know. Well, Tom turned four in March, and he is, oh, he is he cracks me up all the time. He's just so in charge, and he's always like. Shep, Shep, you do this. If you don't do this, you're not going to get a treat. I'm not going to give you a treat. I'm like, excuse me, you're four. I'm the adult. I'm the mom. I'm in charge. You can't tell him what he's going to do, and you can't offer him a treat. That's not fair. <laughs> so, it's so funny. It's like they're try- like that age. It's, they're like trying to figure out their boundaries and their independence, and it's so funny and so so much fun. Like Tom, so I had the hose. I was hosing the coop at first because I wanted to get like the main cred out of there and so I was hosing it first and then Tom's like mom it's my turn I'm like yes Tom one minute he's like mom you said that a minute ago he's like I'm gonna get really mad I'm gonna get mad mom I'm getting mad mom I'm getting really mad sorry Tom (laughs) cool your dad this is so funny like I'm getting mad 
and and he's like mimicking things because I know that I say that like Thomas, I'm getting mad, I'm getting upset. You need to give that to me now. Like you need to pay attention, turn your ears on. So it's funny to like see him mimic and like as if he's the adult or something. And you're like, what are you talking about, child? <laughs> It's like, so funny. did you ever see that, that video of the kid that was on Ellen that he was arguing uh-uh. with his mom? He's like, Linda, listen, Linda. Linda, listen. Uh-uh. <laughs> He's talking to her because that's how he hears, that's how he hears, like, them talk to him. Where they're like, sit down, talk. He's like, listen, Linda, Linda, listen. I'm not going to tell yeah. you again. He's like three. <laughs> oh that's so funny. If you just Google, listen, Linda, it'll pop up. Oh, I will. That's so funny. <laughs> Awesome. I have a friend Linda. I have a friend Linda that actually last semester she was teaching. She would teach us at uh, in Florida. She's a professor, and she taught a class on supernatural. Actually, no way. And so we were, yeah, and I skyped into it one day. So when we were planning it, I was like, Linda, listen, Linda. And she didn't stop doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off, but, um, her cl- yeah, her <laughs> class was super cool. That's cool. Isn't that amazing that someone teaches a class on Supernatural? Mm. Right, right. I remember back back in the day, it was a big thing when there was a class on Buffy. I remember, mm-hmm. and now oh, there's classes yeah. on Supernatural. So very cool. It's so neat. I think there's an X-Files class, too. I think. That, would, ago. that would not surprise me. I'm sure there is. I remember... I was trying to think if there's anything cool when I was in college, but I think the coolest thing I remember was like there's a Tolkien, Tolkien class, but no supernatural. Yeah. That would have been funny. I think my coolest was like young adult novels uh, of of like the ni- of 1994, like super specific and narrow. Um, VC Andrews, hello. <laughs> remember? There you go. Yes, <laughs> flowers in the attic. Yes. Oh, gosh. I used to sneak those. My mom wouldn't let me read them, so I'd sneak them. I so I my, my mom let me read everything. So I read B.C. Andrews when I was, because those books came out in, what, the 70s? And I read them in the early 90s when I was, like, 13, 12, 13. She let me read yeah. the movie with a fire before the movie came out. I was nine. Oh, my gosh. No way. So, That's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, but she She's like, listen, read. read, as long as you're reading. She was very big on, like, read it, and then we'll talk about the difference between fantasy and reality and, you know, what what's happens in the real world. She messed up because I really believed up until I was, like, 10, 11, maybe. Because, you know, your parents tell you, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can be anything you want to be. When you grow up, you can be anything you want to be. And I really thought I could be a vampire when I grew up. I think that's so healthy, though, that your parents did that. I think that's such a cool thing to be able to have those conversations and have a conversation of, like, this is real and this isn't real and let's discuss it. You know, I, I think that's yeah. really neat as opposed to, like, really you're not allowed to do like, this. She also, she also sat me down really young and had me watch Roots and then read Roots. No yeah, because that's an e- that's an easy book at twelve. Um, I can't imagine, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're already like, it's a like four inch reader, so it sounds like yeah, that's amazing. Then, though. Uh, there was a there was a sh- uh, special in the early nineties. I was like, and the band played on. I don't know if you remember it. Uh huh. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. the same age. 
So we must have been like, and, I don't know, maybe 12 when it came out also. And she sat me down and made me watch that on HBO. And so my mom was very big on like, it doesn't matter your age. I want, if your brain can comprehend it, you should learn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, your brain, and, I, and, and let's find out if your brain can comprehend it. So try to learn it. Go. Yeah. I think that's actually really smart. And something I think about a lot too, because it's like, you know, like your kids get into things. And you're like, they're already, you can tell that they're hungry for it. But as an adult, sometimes you're like, I'm not ready yet. Like, I, I'm not ready for you to be into swords and guns and learning about fighting. And I don't want to have a conversation <laughs> with you. And, but it's, I mean, like, they have an innate sense of, you know, exploration. And to be able to talk about it in a healthy way is just, that's really cool. That's really neat. Your mom did all that. That's, that's special. Like, I do. I thank her for it. Like she looks back and she's like, "Wait, you were nine. I'm a bad mother. What was I, I know thinking? You were because <laughs> because as a result, like growing up, I had very defined lines about like like when watching TV, like this is real, this is not real. Like even if it was, yeah, you know, I could understand when the storyline, like it's TV and it's fake, but that storyline could happen. No, that storyline can't happen. Yeah. So, yeah. I, it worked. I'm fairly well adjusted. Cool. It <laughs> I would say yes. Maybe. That's Hopefully. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta. I gotta learn from your mom. <laughs> she's. She's pretty well. Like I do say. Like I don't have kids, and I'm. I don't have kids, and I won't have kids. But um, I. She is like she's like I always point people to her as a mother because like now that I'm in my 30s and I look back I'm like you did a good job and I remember being really upset with her growing up because she was like very to the point and very not strict because she let me do things but I had a very set curfew which I thought was mm-hmm. way too early I I had to be home by one which I thought was ridiculous way too early no that's pretty accurate for a 16 year old I probably should have been home earlier but you know you're lucky her whole man that's awesome and I was but at the time because I, I all my friends were guys so they their parents didn't care because they were guys they could come and go as they please right. and, you know the idea they can take care of themselves so my right. mom was like which yes such can BS. go to this rave yeah exactly so my mom would let me go to raves, too. She was like, you're going to this rave, but I'm picking you up at one, and I'm picking you up. You know, you can't have a ride from anybody else. So That's everybody cool. else like, four, and I was, I was upset that I had to come home at one. But I was like, like, now looking back, I'm like, my mother let me go to a rave. Are you kidding me? Like, who Exactly. Because all my cool. friends, they were out to five because they were sneaking out, and I had permission and a ride. So, you know, it worked out. Right. But, um, <laughs> but, I mean, it was also yeah, so I had of, very... of making sure you knew she was still monitoring you and she was still there and had your back. And... Mm-hmm. So That's I had cool. a lot of freedom, but it was very controlled freedom. And so looking yeah. back, I'm like, oh, no, you did really good. Okay, thanks. So, like, I had yeah. a lot of respect for my mom in that aspect. But I'm like, because my dad worked a lot, so he wasn't around a lot. Yeah. So, which I'm sure you can relate to. <laughs> I totally know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. My, the coolest wow. thing my, my parents did was, like, it didn't matter, like, if it, the toy was supposedly a girl toy or a boy toy. If I wanted it and was interested in it, I, I could have it. Like, I had, I had like, like, Barbie and Skipper, but I also wanted a gas station where I could, like, have yeah. cars and pretend of a garage and everything. And, and 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 that was uh, for me. I'm. It was like the '60s, you know. It was still like yeah, 
a big deal. That was a big deal to me, you know, and it's like, <laughs> if you want to learn to cook, great. If you want to learn how to fix the car, that's cool too. You know, it wasn't if you want like to learn to change a tire, <laughs> we got your back. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to change my, my own oil in my car. I, mean, I used to do that like that's years awesome. ago. It's too complicated now, but yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a, that was a, <laughs> that was a cool, that was a cool way to, that's to awesome. be just like you. Yeah. It wasn't limiting. I mean, I, it was, it was, very innovative for that time. I mean, now it's not so much, but, but yeah, like it was a cool way to. But even still, I feel like, think. I mean, Tom really is into like, cause he's around me a lot and you know, he sees me go like get my nails painted. And so he's like lately really into like getting his nails painted. And you know, we live in Texas. And so there are people like, Oh, you brought your daughter. And I'm like, clearly this is my son. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he like, I he looks I mean you know I mean he could be a daughter I guess but like it's very obvious like he looks like a boy um and you know mm-hmm. I'm getting his nails so, you know I mean I guess it's a little confusing or people in Texas find it confusing sometimes but but yeah I mean same thing like if he wants to get his nails done sure you can figure that out you can explore that and mm-hmm. you decide when you get to the age that if you feel like this is uncomfortable or you don't like it then don't do it but, like, if you mm-hmm. want to explore that at four years old, if you want to play with Barbies, cause he loves horses, too, which is fun. Like, he loves this show, which is, like, the most ridiculous show. It's called Horseland. It's so silly and protected. It's, like, these kids in boarding <laughs> school with, like, horses, and he, like, loves this show. And they all, like, ride horses with this beautiful hair and this mane, and he, like, loves it. I'm not going to tell him mm-hmm. that, you know, that's more of a female kind of, you know, like, let him, mm-hmm. let him figure it out. I think that's really healthy to be able to say, or I hope it's healthy, but to say like, why don't you hear it? These are the, this is your parameters. These are your boundaries. This is, and this is within this area you can play and you can mm-hmm. have the discovery of what you like and figure it out what you like. And we're here to help with the boundaries. If you step over the boundaries and you're in trouble, you know, or we're going to help guide you back in. But like, there's a big world out there. And I'm not going to tell you who you who you should be. I'm going to help guide you into the best version of you, but I'm certainly not going to say, like, mm-hmm. you have to look this way or something. I, I don't know. That's cool that your parents did that, too, though, with, like, the gas station. And, and mm-hmm. I used to play Army. Stuff. The boy across the street used to play Army. I used to do that, too. I used to draw, like, pictures of helicopters. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> go for it. I think that's cool. Yeah, definitely. You too. Yeah, it's like you said, just, just try it. You know, you want to try it. You want to be that. It's okay. You know? Yeah. If I tell you different. Exactly. You know? My mom tells a story that I'm always like, Mom, why would you do that? But apparently my sister was really curious about, like, the fish at the supermarket. And there was, like, a fit, there was, like an old jellyfish or there was some sort of fish that they were, like, going to throw away. It was, like, old and she let my sister take it home and put it in the pool so that my sister could understand about, which is so gross, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for that. But, um, you know, but, I mean, it wasn't like, I think it was like an old fish or it was going to get thrown out or something. It wasn't like she was wasting food. But she's like, sure, you want to know what, what, you know, what this is or what it's like? or mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird. You're but thinking maybe it would revive in the pool? If it was back in the water. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, not in the pool. I, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have told that story. <laughs> but 
which is a little weird, I guess. Um, um, I thought it was cute. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> but point is, allow your kids to like use their imaginations and figure it out, and it's healthy. Uh, quick question. Um, just a silly one. If you could play anybody else on Supernatural besides Ruby, who would you play? Um, who would I play? I don't know. Rowena's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I certainly she... wouldn't be able to pull it off the same way. Um, but I think it's a fun character. Who else is a cool character? Oh, I love um, both of the sheriffs are really fun. Yes, yes. Love them, too. Um, mm. Yeah, probably probably one of the sheriffs. I would love to be, like, a sheriff sidekick or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go over to uh, Twitter and ask, find some yeah. questions to ask. Well, while you find one, um, I had a question. Um, yeah. But now that you watch, because like you know, you watch the show and you tweet sometimes, like you tweet when you like Rowena and things like that. But now that you're an audience member watching it from the outside, if you could not necessarily write an episode because that's that's daunting, but if you could pitch an episode, what would you pitch? I so. I would pitch a set like a southern star. Like I would pitch one that would be along the lines of like uh, um, True Blood or um, what was that great uh, the detective one that was so good with um, Matthew McConaughey? Was, oh, oh, crime, American crime? crime? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Detectives. True, true detectives. Was that it? True detectives. Yeah. Yeah. Like something along those lines. I'm like something southern. I feel like they haven't really just haven't really been in the south a whole lot. Um, I I don't know. I think something like that would be really fun. Um, especially now living here because I think it's so interesting. Um, something like that. I think like dark. I mean, not that the show's not dark already, but um, I don't know. There's something, like, real creepy about the swampy, like, bayous and stuff like that. I think something in that direction with vampires or, I don't know, something along those lines. Totally. Yeah, I guess it's just so I'm into it. Yeah. I just finished watching True Blood. You Water did. I haven't. Weird. I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Uh, it's good. I just finished rewatching it, and my husband, which he would get mad at me if I admitted this, he actually watched some of them with me, and he's like, "You're not. <laughs> don't ever tell anybody. I watched this with you." <laughs> and here I'm just announcing it on the podcast. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, Florida. There's so many strange, weird, crazy things in Florida. They set one supernatural episode in Florida. Um, the mystery spot, but I, it's it was to make Vancouver Florida? look like Florida. Yeah, it was in Broward That's County, so funny. which is I yeah. actually haven't seen the mystery spot, but there's a mystery spot in San, Santa Cruz. So I always assumed the mystery spot was about Santa Cruz. Oh, well, this one was in Florida, <laughs> and, 
and, so and I, I love Supernatural and everything, cast and crew, but their idea of Florida was to put a palm tree in a pot by a door. I'm like, right. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's not so. easy. <laughs> X-Files couldn't yeah. do either. They set one on the West Coast in, like, the circus uh, Sarasota the town um, where all the performers would, would live and, and all that. I'm like, oh, oh. And, but, but you're right. There's so many wild and crazy and creepy and strange things in the Well, think the of, like, all the creepy, yeah. Like they all could set them inside. Old... <laughs> they could do indoors. <laughs> For sure. Like, if you did an old, like, Louisiana one where it was, like, you know, in New Orleans or something, like, out in the, they have all kinds of, like, hidden stories and, like, legends and stuff that are so fascinating. Or, like, you know, the old, like, creepy plantations and all of that that are so... Mm-hmm. So yeah. scary. Voodoo. So interesting. Yeah, the voodoo. I mean, a whole entire yeah, voodoo. Really cool. Mm. Be I saw this question. I saw this question earlier. I met, uh, it was a while ago, so I forget the name, so I apologize if I don't remember your name. But someone asked if you did any fight training for the Rollers Ruby. I didn't, actually. Um, I, I was a um, soccer player for a long time. I played in college and stuff. And I was a lot more fit during my Ruby days. And I think I think from um, riding a horse uh, and being on wildfire and stuff, I was pretty fit already. And I'd all, all, I would work out and do, like, all kinds of, like, I would do anything from, like, spinning to boxing to um, yoga. And I think um, that was really helpful that I had an athletic background. But I didn't get to do any actual fight training stuff. That would have been really cool. Um, the, you know, you met, we mentioned earlier at the beginning, the finale and, you know, the, your big death scene. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about filming the death scene where Sam holds you and Dean kills you? Can you tell us what it was like filming that scene? Yeah. I mean, it was a really long day from what I remember. And, um, I just remember walking into set and it was like this long hallway um, down to like the altar and stuff. And I feel like um, I remember the blood sequence taking a while, like with Lilith. Um, And then I just remember getting killed and just being like, that was it. Like, gosh, Jen, I could have, I should have done this. I should have done that. And why didn't I scream louder? Why didn't I roll my eyes back in my head the way I wanted to? dang it, I wish I had made it so much cooler because it was, like, so built up and we had worked and rehearsed for so long. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of people are asking if you're ever going to do a convention in the States. You've done some over in Europe, but um, would you ever do any of the creation conventions where you have your own panels, do your own photo ops, things like that? Yeah, sure. Um, I sure would. I guess. Where do you want me to go? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, selfishly, I, <laughs> selfishly, I'd like Dallas Florida. or San Francisco, please. Yeah, Dallas. <laughs> I've never been so here. Would like for you to go there. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Sure. Sign me up. Awesome. Let's everybody start <laughs> tweeting to creation and let them know. Sure. Yes, I'll do one. You could come to Florida. You haven't been. 
You could go to it's Disney true. World. <laughs> go to Disney it's World. True. Harry Potter. It's true. <laughs> Take the kids. I know Tom's just at that age. Mm-hmm. At that Disney World age. Yep. Just don't come uh, in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and um, several people on Twitter have asked if you're going to be doing any more acting or if you're just going to, you know, keep up with being a full-time mom. Yeah, um, I actually just auditioned for a couple of things. I auditioned for Supergirl. So if you want to see me oh. on Supergirl, you can tweet about that. Um, <laughs> oh, girl. I'm not, I, didn't, I don't think I got cast, but I, I'm still, I still am auditioning and stuff. I'm, um, I'm definitely a full-time mom first. Um, but yeah, I, I would love if I can work it out and film part time. Um, I don't think I have time right now to be a number one while Jared's a number one and we have, you know, kids and that sort of thing. But I, I love acting and it's something that I definitely miss a lot. And, you know, it's this weird struggle being a mom because you constantly feel like I'm a mom, but I, I have my own stuff, you know, my own things as well I'm a, I'm an individual and I you know I do love my own things too and I think as a mom you don't necessarily get to explore that as much as you'd like um but yeah I'd love I love to do like a fun guest star recurring or something like that oh that would be great, great. would love to see yeah. you back on tv yeah, yeah. me That's too awesome. yeah yeah, you Supergirl. tweet to those Supergirl people. Yes. And yeah. I don't have to watch Get Supergirl movement. if I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm I'm not great either. I, my girlfriend, Suzanne Gomez, who works for the CW, she, I'm always like, Suzanne, what is this? Who's this? Because she's awesome. She knows everything there is to know about comics and uh, the characters mm-hmm. and who's who and the backstories. And so I'm always like, who's this? What does she do? Help me. Um <laughs> Yeah, she's always tweeting about Wonder Woman, so yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She's awesome. I just I actually found some shoes in when I went to Rome with Jared. I found these like cool um, Valentino shoes, and I I had I didn't get anything for myself, and I just saw these shoes, and I was like, I know someone who has to have these cool tennis shoes, and they were so cool, and she's so obsessed. So I bought these special like. Valentino, like Wonder Woman shoes, and um, I was like, I, I, these better fit her, otherwise I'm, otherwise I'm screwed. <laughs> They'll look really great in her closet, on, you know, on the shelf. But, but yeah, they were so cool. She just loves Wonder Woman, the superheroes and stuff, and I love that about her. So if they don't fit, she can display them as an art object. You know, exactly, exactly. Shelf. They're they're super cool. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Sort of vaguely along those lines, I I think you have yeah. a great sense of style, and I oh, have thanks. you ever thought about? Um, you're welcome. I've you ever thought about designing any fashion accessories or clothing or anything like that yourself. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to. Um, I would love to do something. I just I don't know what. I guess I feel sometimes just so inadequate. Like, how would I? There are people, you know, how can I possibly do something? But um, I'd love to do something creative and that, you know, whether it's acting mm-hmm. or, you know, designing. It, it would be so much fun to design some jewelry or 
I love kids' clothing, too. I think something in mm-hmm. that regard would be really, really fun. Um, but, yeah, uh, what else? What else do I love? Um, I think good shirts are hard to find. I feel like just, like, good, soft, like, wearable shirts that aren't too expensive, you know, that aren't just, like, mm-hmm. b- boring T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be something mm-hmm. fun to find and something that you could, you know, wear and not feel like, gosh, this, I spent so much money on this one piece or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be like a good comfy shirt, but that you could, that was like stylish. Or... Yes. Those yeah, are actually really hard to find. If you design find, those, so, can, you yeah. sure yeah, can you make sure they're boob friendly, please? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I sometimes wonder, like, whoever designs them, like, did you ever try them on? Did, did, did you offer them? <laughs> you know. I know. Exactly. Like, That's true. You didn't, did you? <laughs> no, those were really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I don't know what happened when they decided making a shirt, like, the next size. You just They just made it longer, not wider. And I'm like, if you go from small to medium or medium to large, it has to be wider as well as longer. They just I know. make them longer. <laughs> they make everything for, like, supermodels. Even my size, it's, like, it's four inches too long. And I'm like, okay, mm. wait a minute. Like, I'm a short little person. Like, this is unacceptable <laughs> that someone would be, I mean, this tall and, like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then they hey. like are gross or like they're people who have like there's like, like going to some stores and they're like, Would you like a zero zero? And you're like, There's a zero zero? What's wrong with people? <laughs> oh. Crazy. My mother wears my mother wears double zero petite pants. No. Yeah. She does. <laughs> yeah. Winky winky. Yeah. Tiny, it's out there, and they're hard to find. But That's amazing. That's so funny. It's annoying. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But <laughs> she's annoying. <laughs> yes, for wearing that size. Um, I have a question from Twitter, but it's more like a funny question. Yeah. So yeah. in the mock, I'm, I'm assuming, I hope you've seen the mockumentary. Um, in the mockumentary they did a couple seasons ago, there's Jensen in the cutoff, and he's walking around with a smoothie, and he's got Indy. And when you saw that, were you kind of like, that's my dog. Put my dog down. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, and a- any cameo that Indy can do, I'm, I'm happy, because sometimes she's a little shy. So I'm glad she got her out of her shell. <laughs> she got her shiny yeah, no, I thought, star. She did. She got her little moment. So it was awesome. <laughs> and another question from Twitter, Destiny Whitaker wants to know, what would be your dream role? Um, I don't know. It changes all the time. Um, oh gosh, what would be my dream role? I don't know. I, I I just I really enjoy acting a lot. I think anything. Jeez, I mean, can you imagine being a superhero? That'd be so fun. But playing some cool dark demon that I got to play was pretty amazing. Um, I think just anything that's different than 
what people expect and something new to explore, I think is really fun. So honestly, I know it's kind of a lame answer, but I think just, you know, anything different than the norm to be able to explore, like psychologically, why is that person different? Or like, wow, they have some special human power. That's so cool. Like I, I, Jen obviously doesn't like, what is that like? So I think anything in that regard that's, you know, really different from myself would just be really cool and to be able to push yourself. Very, very Mm -hmm. good answer. I like that. Mm -hmm. And I saw this earlier. I'm sorry. It was, we've since we're getting so many questions. It's hard to catch them all, but I saw this one earlier. Um, You're, I think you're so far, you're our most popular guest, Jen, just to let you know. Oh, that's Uh, Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> We're getting so many questions, it's hard to catch them. But someone asked earlier if you had seen Jared in anything before you got the role on Supernatural. You know, that's so funny. I think about that a lot. I, I think about it like, had I, was I, because I, I certainly was aware of Gilmore Girls. Um, I know I'd seen it. I'm, I know I'd seen Jared's. But, like, it's it's hard for me to really remember because it's almost like the first time I met him was like the first time I knew of him in a way, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So I certainly saw him in Gilmore Girls, but like walking into Supernatural, I don't remember how much of that was like in my head or not. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's really funny about it is that we have this director, Bradford May, who did a ton of wildfire. Um, really cool, crazy, amazing guy. And I remember in between, I think it was in between season three and four of Wildfire, um, he went up to direct an episode of Supernatural. And I remember saying to him, hey, if there's a girl part, will you please cast me? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do remember that. <clears throat> and lo and behold. <laughs> And there you are. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. Did you go back and say, hey. I no know. Facts. I didn't do that. I don't know if I've seen him since then. Isn't that funny? I know. <laughs> and let's see. See if we can find any other good questions here. It's so hard to keep up. Sorry, guys. We're getting so many questions. I'm sorry. It's hard to keep up with them. And, but mm. you... It's, you've you've already been on longer than you know. Is it okay? Do you need to go? Because you've already been on longer. No. Than why don't you take about. um pick? No, pick five more questions. We'll do five more. Okay, sounds good. Let's go. If that's okay. There. Well, while I'm looking, you guys be looking too. Let's find her some good five questions. Okay. So. Okay. Let's see. And I'll look at my own and see if I have a good one for my own as well. I look like I've asked most of my own. Come on, guys. Tweet us some good final five questions. Twitterers. What? Goodness, there's so many. A lot of people are wanting to take you to Disney World, by the way. Since you mentioned you hadn't been to Florida, a lot of people are tweeting they'll take you to Disney. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I know. I I have been avoiding all things like theme park with my sons because I'm like, they're going to get there. They're going to get there. And I think they're almost there. So I got to bite the bullet and mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. 
Okay, here's here's a good question from Caitlin Moss, Caitlin13 yeah. underscore Moss. What was the most difficult and or demanding thing you had to do as Ruby? What was the most difficult? Um, there were a couple of things. One thing that was difficult was um, I had done all of my uh, I had done all of my fittings and wardrobe fittings, and then um, on the first day of filming, I showed up and they said, "You know what? We want you to do the scene in your underwear." Um, that was really difficult. That was really like, scary and difficult. Um, <laughs> that was one thing that was hard. Another thing that was hard was um, the scene where Ruby was getting tortured. That was really a uh, pretty horrible and gruesome, tough scene. Oh yeah. Um, mm. That was pretty, pretty, pretty hard. Um, those are probably two of my toughest, I think. And obviously driving that stick shift, which I didn't do very well, and they fired me on that. So. The actually the. Um torture scene that you're talking about that is a thing that that upsets Susan Susan has talked about it many times on our podcast because you when you did it and when Rachel Miner had to do the same thing both of you guys were nude but whereas when Sam is put in he's on that same exact torture table he has his clothes on so, yeah, exactly. Susan is always talking about how that's just not fair. You it's know, not why fair. Do it's not. Do it but that's the difference okay. between first, number one Wait. on a TV show and like just a guest star. You're like, guys, please don't fire me. But I really okay. don't want to do this. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I have to. I have. I have to come in there and and also uh, uh, clarify a little bit. It's like it's like. What bugs me is that the the ladies had to be nude, but the but the guys get to be clothed, tortured, and I'm like, pick one. You know, I just want equal treatment. Seriously. It's like if, if yeah, if the girls have to be uh, nude and tortured, so do the boys. The guys have to be, so or boys. if the guys get clothed, the girls just have clothes. Listen, if so it was true blood, they would be. Yes, that's right. But come on, boy. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. I want to bring that up to Jared. Supernatural. Because Mm -hmm. with Arrow, they would take off Stephen Amell's shirt. But in Supernatural, (laughs) they they have. So it's not even like it's not even like a lead actor thing. They just get to keep their clothes for some reason. (laughs) Take off the guy's shirt too. Not their pants. Yeah, they always well, get to keep their pants. Yeah, Stephen Amell is Queen was horse whipped this year and shirtless. I'm like, okay, <laughs> there we go. Oh, God. No shirtless tortures. They constantly yeah. take off David Boreanaz's shirt in Buffy, Angel, and Bones. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, in some ways, I do like it in a way because I feel like, I, I do feel like their show is so specific that it almost is nice that it doesn't become sexual. And I think that's some of the problems with TV is that it becomes like some networks or some shows like end up taking it too far where it's like, okay, we get it. So in in some ways I like that they've fought to keep it a certain tone, you know? I mean, yes, the mm-hmm. females getting nude is ridiculous and gratuitous, and it's like, okay, well, that's kind of – it should be, like, tit for tat. If you guys – if we have to do it, you have to do it, too. Otherwise, mm-hmm. this is not – this is, not, you know, not um, 
That's what I'm looking for. The continuity is not there, I suppose, but mm-hmm. um, it's a little ridiculous. Guess. Um, but I do love the fact that they fought for it and that it, there is a certain tone to it. So I, I have to say I do appreciate that. Okay, here's an interesting question. Um, since Ruby's uh, meat suit, you know, she was just a Jane Doe. Who knows that character? That you know, that person may have had a twin mm-hmm. sister. Would you maybe consider coming back as the twin sister? Sure. <laughs> that would be very interesting. <laughs> it would be really interesting. <laughs> Could, but then she who would watch back her kids? Take revenge. Working. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be, fun. Take would be funny. And, I never yeah. thought of that. That's funny. And oh, I like this question. Um, Pirate one two seven three. Did you keep anything? A prop? A piece of clothing? Anything like that from Ruby? I don't think I did. Is there anything you wish you would have kept? Jared. I wish I had kept. Yeah, I guess there you go. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, he, I have a, everything. I think every single particle of clothing he wears is, like, from the show. I'm like, Jared. It's always, like, American apparel shirts and boots. Um, but, yeah, I I wish I had kept her necklace because that was something that was specific to her that was really cool, but. I didn't take anything. Well, there's still time. You know, you still have that connection yeah. to the show and all. You yeah, know, you could still go back true. into their. If you ask really you know? nicely, they might let you visit. This, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Oh, speaking mm-hmm. of you visiting, I was thinking about this. So there was that picture of you and Ruthie when Rowena. Uh, hit the episode milestone that was one past Ruby. So prior to that, you were the female actress with the most episodes. Um, yeah. Had you ever thought about that before that moment? Like, had it ever, like, hit you, like, wow, I'm the only woman who's been on double-digit episodes on this show? Because it's such a landmark show. Yeah, I guess at the time I I was like, wow, this is this is kind of cool. This is crazy. Um, and I still had, I was like, and I still haven't done a convention. I need to do one. Um, (laughs) yeah it was really nuts um, to think and it was weird too to even think about because it felt like really like because it just blew by so to think that that I had done so many Um, but good honor that she's done so much she's fantastic I love Mm. Ruby yes we do too she's awesome she's so good I could listen to her talk in that accent all day long. I know. It's so mm. beautiful. Her voice is incredible. Yeah. It's okay, really so cute. we have one final question left. If you guys have one, or uh, you want me to take it from Twitter? You can take it from Twitter. Take it from somebody. Okay, yep. well, let's see here. Over, I'll check Facebook real quick. Nothing new over there. Okay, the most recent question is from... Uh, Jen Padalecki BR on Twitter, it says, if Netflix was to make proposal to remake Wildfire, would you come back and be Chris Perillo again? 
Oh, I probably would. I loved that show. Um, I guess it would just depend, you know, like on where it was and what it what it entailed work-wise and stuff. But um, I learned so much on that show, and it'd be neat now to go back knowing what I know, and um, it'd just be fun. It was really a sweet, sweet show, and and just. I don't know. I wish there were more shows like that. It was really sweet. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, this is a follow-up, but on a different show. I loved um, the show. Um, uh, now I'm blanking on the Flash name. Forward. I the DVDs. Right. Yes, I loved that. And that was um, cool. I, was, I hated that it, it didn't get renewed. Would you be, you know, yeah. do it? What was your... Time, you know, because you were playing a soldier and everything on that. It, it's a lot different than the other roles I've seen you in. Um, can you mm-hmm. tell me just a little bit what it was like preparing for that? And that'll be the last question. <laughs> yeah, that one was really intense because I initially auditioned for the babysitter role um, that Peyton had auditioned for. And then they ended up casting me as, um, I can't even think of her name now, um, Tracy. And so I was cast as Tracy and yeah, it was just really different. And so I'd shot the pilot and at the time they didn't really know like where they were going with it. And then it was really a nuts show because it was supposed to take off and be the new loss. So every episode it would be like watermarked and you'd only get your scenes. So you had no idea what other people were saying about your character, which is sometimes really helpful to know because you learn, you know, if you read your whole script, you can see, well, where's everyone else going? What did they think about you? And, this one was like really intense because you only got just a little bit. And so it was hard knowing where she was going or who she was and, um, you know, her backstory and stuff. So it was, it was really an intense shoot, but it was really exciting and really fun. And you had all these different amazing actors. Um, the, the guy who, the actor who plays my father, Brian O'Brien was a tremendous actor and, I mean, bless his heart. He worked with me so many times because I'd be like, Brian, can you please run these lines with me again? Because we would just have so much dialogue and I was really nervous about it. And he was such a pro. And I'd be like, can you do it again, please? Can you we run your lines with me again? Um, and it, it was hard, too, because my character, he was a recovered alcoholic, but my character was turning to alcohol. And it was like, how do you play that without going over the top and making it too obvious and, you know, this trauma. And it was a blast. It was really fun. And the scene where, like, my leg gets blown off was really a cool, yes. cool scene and really tough. It was, like, shot at the very end of the day. We had, like, two takes to do it. and But it was it was, it was a fun shoot. I'm, I'm bummed that that didn't keep, keep going because I think it could have really gone far. Oh, I loved it. It was a good, good show. Yeah, I know. That was cool. Yeah. Oh my God! I think we have sent, we we could talk to you forever. We really, really could. You guys are so yes. Yes. Thanks. I hope I didn't. <laughs> I hope I didn't talk your ear off. No. 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 Well, no. That's 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 the best. That's the best kind of podcast guest. We we've, we've had our share of yes and no people. <laughs> so no 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 we love talking and we love stories and it's the best. Um, we hope you oh, had good. a good time. And yeah, it was awesome. Let me know. I would love to come back anytime. You just let me know. 
Oh, oh for sure. We great. will be calling on you again, for sure. Perfect. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw awesome. some tweets really where... We just saw I just saw a tweet where someone said, Please have please have Jen on again. We could ask two more hours of questions. <laughs> oh, you guys are really sweet. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, yeah, if you don't care, we would love to have you back. Very, very much. Yeah. Definitely. Any Yes, sweet boy. It's time for bed. Sorry, my kids. Oh, uh, we, uh, we <laughs> oh, better let you go yeah. get those boys in the bed. <laughs> yep. Bedtime. Where are you going? I'm going to go night night. Can you say good night? Yeah. We're going night night. All right, guys. Thank you so much. No, thank, thank you Jen. so much. It was great. No. Come back. Yeah, anytime. Tell the boys. I'd love to do it. You tell the boys what? we're sorry. sorry we kept you. Tell the boys we're sorry we kept you away from them. <laughs> oh, they're fine. They're just enjoying it. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Jen. Bye. Have a good Bye, evening. Good night. You too. You too. Good night. Good night. Oh, she's awesome. And we definitely she have to was, have her back. We could talk. She was. Fabulous. She was so much fun yes. and, and told great stories and yeah, she was wonderful. I, I she sounded like she was having a good time. So and I we didn't even so. have to ask. She said she would love to come back. So that would be great. So, this is love it. Yes. Just love it. So, uh, I, mean, I think she's so glad she joined, holder, isn't she? I I'm sorry. Jensen was our for... record before that. I think she's our new record holder because oh. I think Jensen was the record before for how long someone stays with us. Of course. Well, except for Guy, Guy B. Guy always stays the full two. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Guy stays with us. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. well, Guy. we're also doing like this is your this is your episode, and we're going to analyze your episode to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, the record holder, the record holder for a Winchester Radio podcast guest was the um, writer, director, and producers for uh, Ten Inch Hero. They were the first interviews way back when, and they were on for two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> that, was, oh, that was before my time. It, yeah, before my was, time, too. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was way back when. And actually, it's a great podcast, and I, I believe it's archived. It was our first interview, and um, I was like, but but it was three of them. You know, it wasn't just one guest. It was three, and they all, of course they all had lots of of stories to tell, and and um, I, they were great. But yeah, they were. It was it was a long time. But of like more like show and uh, cast and and all that. I think I think Jen is the record holder. It's just about an hour and a half, all, almost, and it flew by, and it was so much fun. So yeah, loved it. And we talked about. A million different things, everything from like chickens and kids' toys to to the always keep fighting uh campaign and what it means to Jen and it was things I hadn't known before, so yeah, yeah, very special, I think so and thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. We really appreciate it and thank you to everybody who tweeted us questions, put them in the chat room, posted on Facebook. So sorry we couldn't get to them all, but we had um, yeah, it was so scrolling many questions. Really, every mm-hmm. every so time I do it, it was 20 plus, and I would lose them. So sorry, guys. We're, we're not good but at that because we, re- um, mm-hmm. we don't usually get that many tweets. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we really, really yeah. appreciate it, though. 
Yeah, and we did have a couple of call-ins, but I think they were just cool listening to the show. And like I said, we couldn't couldn't have you on the air. And sorry about that. We do announce it, but uh, we never do with any guest. And but I, I'm glad you hung on and listened. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. And I guess that that's it. Are we good for the night? I guess so. Okay. We're thanks good. everybody. And we're good. And oh, I'll and in case uh, you haven't heard oh. of. Um, the season 12 premiere is October 13th, in case you haven't heard. Um, and, you know, always check out our website, winchesterbros.com, our Twitter, at Winchester Bros, mm-hmm. and our Facebook page, Winchester Bros. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's it. I I guess I'll have uh, Jen's husband <laughs> and, uh, and Uncle Jensen uh, uh, play us out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.